Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello, and welcome to episode 104 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy and the host of the podcast. And this week, I'm going to start off by reading a podcast review from Ann Anderson, and her Instagram is at button, twill, and twine. So Ann says, thank you, Elizabeth, for your outstanding podcasts that include industry experts. I enjoy listening and learning and growing my business, all while working on a quilting project. I think episode 102 with Verna is my new favorite. I love Verna's energy and passion. It's wonderful to hear the different pathways that truly successful people like Verna have taken. You two could have talked all day and we listeners would have enjoyed every minute. So thank you, Anne, for that review. And that's so funny. I kind of laugh because that's true. I could really chat with Verna all day. And I'm glad that that came across in that podcast. She's just such She is. She's an energetic, fun, passionate, and very talented person. And I'm glad that you enjoy the industry experts that we get to have on the podcast. And this week, I actually have an alumni who's on the podcast. It's Cindy Hilfiger. And she is a recent alumni and reached out to me, which I'm so glad she did, and shared that she had done a collaboration with some other alumni, which that in and of itself, I'm really happy with. I love to see people just trying things out, seeing what works. And she said, you know, this was really great. I'd love to share what this collaboration looked like, what I learned from it. And could I, you know, could we share that with your podcast listeners? So yes, I was so excited to have Cindy come and share the success and the things that she has learned from her collaboration. So let me jump in and introduce you to Cindy Hilfiger. Well, Cindy, thank you for being here on the podcast. Can you introduce yourself and tell us who you are as a quilter? Sure. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. Um, I am Cindy Hilfiger. I have been quilting for about 25 years. Um, I started when I was two. What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, gotcha. 27, you know, the eternal age of 27. No, I started quilting. Um, my mom got a gift from a friend and it was a log cabin quilt, totally scrappy, had a beautiful label on the back. Um, and I saw this quilt and I was like, where did you get this? How do I learn how to do this? So she got me in touch with her friend, Kathleen, and Kathleen gave me the lowdown on what needed to happen. That day I left my mom's house. I took her sewing machine with me. It was an old Kenmore sewing machine. Hadn't been used for probably 10 or 15 years and took it home with me, stopped at Walmart on my way home, got some fabric. And um, I've been sewing ever since quilting. That is awesome. So (laughs) you caught the bug. Okay. And the quilt that's behind you, did where we'll need to put a picture of this on the show notes. Did you make that? Tell me about that quilt. My mom actually made that quilt. Um, it is, Oh, I can't remember the name of the book. I have it. Um, but it's like a, an around the world or Boston commons kind of quilt. Um, we actually took a class together. So once I started quilting, I got my mom into it. My mom got her sisters into it. And then all of us would go to quilt retreats, 
we would have sewing days, but this was one class that we all took together. So we all have this quilt. It's very intricate. Like it looks it like a is. work. And you know what? It is solid blocks and nine patches. That's it. And you just blend one color into the next. Yeah, we'll have to share a picture of that. But okay. I'm intrigued by the fact that you, the younger generation, invited the older generation. It's usually the other way around. So right. I like that. <laughs> that's really cool. So, okay, what kind of business do you have as a quilter? So I am a long arm quilter, which I just started about two years ago. Um, I've been long arming for a while, but just got my own machine two years ago. Um, I dabble with cotton pottery, which is um, fabric bowls made out of clothesline. That's kind of where I got started on Instagram. And I've then I've never heard of that. Really? It's they're, yeah. they're pretty me. I don't have one around me, of course. Um, but it's it's clothesline wrapped with fabric and sewn together with a zigzag stitch in the in the shape of a bowl. Wow. Okay. They're cute. Cool. They're super cute. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I need to be in touch for my next lookbook. I want to have something like that in my lookbook. So okay, <laughs> we'll be in touch. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. You started, wait, no, tell me how you started a business with that first. Is that right? Yes. With cotton pottery. Yeah. Selling. Um, and then once I got the long arm, I branched into obviously finishing all my quilt tops first, just to get practice in. Um, and then I started taking customer quilts uh probably mid last year okay and do you do custom you do custom quilting or do you do edge to edge or both I do mainly edge to edge um I would love to offer custom quilting because it's it's where the fun is in long arm quilting um but I'm not I don't I feel nervous about offering custom quilting only because maybe what I like might not be what someone else likes Right. And I'm always afraid that they aren't going to like what I do. So I'm just, I'm not there yet. I'll yeah. do it for friends and family, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess once you have a look and you can say, this is what I do, you either like it or you don't. And you know, right. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. That's fun. So can you tell us why you decided to sign up for the quilt pattern writing course? So like I said, I've been quilting for 25 years. I typically only bought magazines with quilt patterns in them. And I would not use them because I found sometimes that the directions were not, I couldn't follow the directions. Um, so I would typically make log cabin quilts, what I first started making, and then branch out from there, just doing simple designs on my own. Um, when I saw your course come up, I had had one particular pattern in mind that I wanted to create a pattern from. Um, or four. Uh, so I joined your course and I, I wanted to learn what it was all about, what went into making a pattern, how to provide good instruction, um, and just making sure that what I was creating was something that someone else could understand and it was easy for them to understand. Okay. And your pattern that you had in your mind, is it now out in the world, in the universe? I am releasing it April 12th. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's it called? And we've got to go take a look at that. <laughs> it's called Watson Star. Um, it stemmed from leftovers that I had from a quilting retreat, little cutoff half square triangles. Um, I had two different sizes from cutoffs and I put them together and made a cute little table runner. And I'm like, I need to make a pattern of this. 
So I actually blew up the blocks. It's a large block quilt. Um, and everything that you cut off is actually used. It's put back into the quilt top. So it's kind of, I'd like to say it's ingenious, but probably <laughs> there are other quilt pattern designers who have done something like that. But it's it's a fun quilt to make. But I like that. So you were out making another quilt and you thought, wait a minute, there's something we could do with these scraps, put it together. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I hate throwing fabric away. So I always try to incorporate it someplace. <laughs> that, that is good. I mean, I'm learning how much, well, this is more a depressing topic, how much fabric goes to waste like every second in the world. I'm like, oh right. my gosh. So good. We can do our part, you know? Yes. So, okay. I invited you on the podcast, however, because you shared with me recently about a collaboration that you did. So for our listeners, can you just tell us in a nutshell about your collaboration? Sure. Um, after the quilt pattern writing course was over, um, Sharon from uh, Prairie Love Knits reached out on the Facebook group and said, hey, is anyone interested in doing a collaboration? So if you, she was like, email me if you're interested. Um, I jumped on at the tail end. I had replied to the post on Facebook, but had forgotten to send the email. So I ended up sending the email. Um, there were 12 of us who were in the collaboration. It's called Spring Tide Sampler. Um, we each created our own block. Uh, we, we came up with a schedule on when it was going to be released, um, who was doing what. So we had each other, we tech edited each other's patterns, um, made them. And then everyone made their own block and sent it to me. I put the whole quilt top together and then long armed it and finished it off. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of learning. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So questions that come to my mind, first and foremost, did you have a fabric color palette so that it looked good when it came together? Yeah. So our first meeting that was decided. So we, we put a color palette together. We threw it out to the whole group. Um, and then we, I think we took some out and put some others in and solidified our, our color palette within probably the first two weeks. Okay. And so our blocks was the first choice. Our color, color palette was a second choice. Okay. And did, was there someone in charge who was like, okaying everything or was it just a democracy? <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a democracy. We all, we all had a hand in it. But it went well because it, yeah, it did. You know, I'll be like, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got a good group of 12. Very good. So now we'll have to go look and see who all is in this sampler group. So we can be like, oh, they all worked really well together. They must be very nice people. <laughs> good. They are all very nice people. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, awesome. And then I'm very curious when, okay, so Sharon is the one who like initiated it. Can you share what the goal was? We're doing this so that outcome. So a lot of us are new. Um, some are very rarely on Instagram, wanted to start up their Instagram. Um, the main goal was to build our email lists um, and to put a quilt out there that was easy for new beginners to work on one block at a time. Nice. Um, so hopefully learning new skills from our blocks. Yeah. So the email list was the main goal. Awesome. Which if anyone has listened to me, they know that that's more important than the followers you have on Instagram. Yeah. That's where your sales will come from. Right. So um, 
How, what did the logistics of it look like? Did, was there one opt-in landing page? Yeah. How did that work out? Yeah. So all the emails were funneled through one opt-in um, and then that was shared on the back end. So when it was over, all the emails were put into an Excel file and uh, sent off to the rest of the team. Yes. And that, that worked really well. So the link was sent to all of us. We, we put it on our link tree. We put it in any email correspondence that we had with our current followers and it, it worked out really well. We were actually blown away by how many people signed up for it. It was, yeah. it was kind of insane because we're nobody, we were all new at this, you know, yeah. and we didn't, we thought, oh, maybe 200 people. Yeah. So what numbers are we talking? So by the time we actually started our first week, we had at least 400 signed up. By the time it was over, we had nearly 600. Okay. So, yeah. So you grew your list by 600 from a bunch of new people sharing with their audience. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm curious because I've done something like this before. And at first I would, I had recommended, and I'm glad other people in the group were like, no, we need to be more upfront about it. I was like, by agreeing to this, you're agreeing to be on all of the contributors email lists, but they listed out by being, by signing up for this, you're agreeing to be on. And they listed everyone's names. And I did have someone say, I was going to do this. And then I saw how many email lists I'd be added to. And I didn't want to, I'm like, well, fair enough. I mean, you're getting it for free right. and that's kind of the price, you know, but I yeah. like the idea of just being extra transparent of like, you're going to be, did you have anyone who was upset afterwards? Like, wait a minute, I didn't know I'd be on your list. We have not heard yet. It just ended last week. Um, I have not used the email list yet to send anything out. Mm -hmm. I am curious to find out like how many unsubscribes we get, um, how many mean emails we get. Hopefully none, hopefully none, you know, but I think Fingers it's crossed. that transparency on the front end, but still a few people sometimes don't know, or they're like, I didn't see that. So, right. uh, but, oh, well, take a few unhappy people for hundreds that are happy, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And we did have that little blurb at the end of every email that was sent out every week. So hopefully yeah. everyone read it and understood. Right, right. Well, and then, I mean, if you're sending out emails that have, you know, that they're still interested in, they'll just be excited. Like, oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks for sharing some more great information and knowledge. With right. So, yeah. Right. So um, what marketing was the most effective? Like, well, okay, this is kind of an interesting analytic question. And I don't know if there's any way to know this, right. but like... Of all the people who shared, do you know who brought in the most people or did everyone share it in the same way? Did you find if you shared it in your stories versus email or, you know, which way was the most effective? I honestly don't have that information. I don't know if we can pull that out of, we did it through Flowdesk. So I don't know if we could pull that out of Flowdesk. Um, I'm trying, I'm thinking out loud here. I would think the only way you could do that is if you each had your own separate opt-ins and then you combine that number and you could see, right. you know, but that would strictly be for statistic purposes, which honestly might end up causing hurt feelings. So I don't know that I'd recommend doing that. So right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I got a lot of feedback. So I sent an email out to my, my, at the time, current list of subscribers 
send an email out. And I did get a lot of emails back from people that were totally excited about it. Couldn't wait to jump into it. Um, and then, of course, we shared through posts and reels and in stories and then shared each other's all over the place. It was yeah. it was a flurry of activity, which is but that I mean, that is how you grow your audience. You know, people are like, well, how do I grow my email? How do I grow my following? It's by doing these things on repeat over and over, which right. I did. I don't know if you listened to this podcast episode, the 16 ways. No, it was. um where I did a survey on how much does the average quilt pattern designer earn. And there was one person who was like, you know, this kind of a thing is ruining the industry for quilt pattern writers. Um, which I thought was a very interesting thing because I have not found that to be the case. Like my pattern sales have only gone up when I've done things like this. My sales go up because people are finding me who didn't know I was there before. Have you seen Right. And if they they find what you put out there and they like your style, mm-hmm. um, they're going to come back for more. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes we find people who maybe didn't even know about Instagram quilting community. And all of a sudden they're like, whoa, there's this whole world I didn't know about. And marketing right. is marketing. It just gets more people, you know, doing stuff. Um but if you were to do this again, are there things that you would do differently? Um, I think we would have more agreement around um, posting um, the marketing end of it, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that everyone is on the same page with with what needs to happen there, just to get it out. Um, I think that that's the only thing I would really really say that I would probably change about what we did. Just make sure we're all on the same page with, with what needs to happen there. Yeah. Okay. So speak more to that. I know of other people who've done this and they actually have like a a Google sheet with a check mark. Once you've posted this, you check it just to make sure that everyone has done the same number and the same types of things. So that's a great idea, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Not mine. I heard someone else say it. I'm like, But it was because of the same thing, because you want the reason you're bringing these people in is to get their marketing help. You know, you want these people to be promoting it. And if they're not, then you may as well have somebody else in the group who will promote it. You know, that's why they're there. So, yeah. But I think, again, that upfront sharing, because for a lot of people, this is very new. And so they're like, oh, sure, I'll create a pattern and then that's it. I'm done. But they don't know that it the marketing is what's really also important. So right. Just to get it out there. Um, we did have newbies to Instagram. Um, so that was, that was a factor involved too. We also had some who were just starting their email list, which I had just started mine, but I had probably done it three or four months prior to us starting the collaboration. Um, so I had a, I had a few people on my list, but Others were just starting with their list and they, they weren't sure how to use Flowdesk. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it was, and I think that's something to talk about upfront too. Like, does anyone know how, does everyone know how to do this? And if you don't, let's go over it real quick. Um, just that, a little. Yeah. That's major value though. For, that's, it's really, really nice to invite someone in who is brand new and to put, bring them under your wing and like, let me show you how you do this. And even though they don't have a large audience, they get to, you know, contribute or not contribute they get to reap the benefits of that so 
And I mean, I've heard, okay, I had a friend who did one of these collaboration things recently. Her list grew by 30,000 people. What? That's insane. And then I've heard other people in other industries, like 50. So the sky is the limit. Like, right. Say like, oh, I don't know about these things. They are very effective. Um, But I'm curious, okay, in my, I almost like contradict myself because I'm saying something that I don't even fully, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest, but I'm just going to talk with you and see how we feel about this. I have seen an uptick in people offering free patterns in a sampler, right? In fact, I'm doing one again coming up soon. Do you think, I mean, I know that there's always still a place for it. If you were to do it again, would you do the same kind of a thing? Would you want to do something different? Um, What are your thoughts on that? That's a good question. Um, Because I was... I was feeling like we we spread it out over seven weeks. So the first what, week one through week six, everyone got two blocks each week. Um, the final week, you got the the whole thing to put the whole quilt together. Um, and I feel like by the end, some were kind of like fading off um, the makers. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like maybe seven weeks was too long. I might change up the time frame if I did it again or release all at once. But I feel like if you release all at once, maybe you won't get as much exposure out there. That's interesting. There's that sweet spot, you know, like two weeks kind of. Right. Or do a lot of promotion beforehand so that people are aware so that when the doors do open for that limited time, they're on it and they, you know, they get that thing. Or I guess if you had a wait list. But I do think like, if I am promoting something seven weeks, like I'd be, you know, that's like a quilt along. And by the end of a quilt along, I'm like, Ooh, all right. You know, <laughs> and I'm not even like, I'm the one hosting, you know what I mean? Like, like it's a- even, I think we were all feeling that way towards the end. Like it was just like, Ooh, when is, Oh, this is a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And so to think of on a customer's, cause I'm thinking of things that I've opted into it's usually a couple of days, you know, but there is a lot of that on the front end, like a month beforehand, preparing, preparing that I know it's coming, right. I know it's coming. Um, so yeah, which is still promoting, you know, you're still doing like a month of promotion. It's just on the front end rather than the back end. So, right. Right. Yeah. But there we are. There's the rub of it. You've got to promote and spend the time to do that. Um, but no, I've thought about that because, and then I'm anyhow, I've thought about, if I were to do, to do this, in fact, I'm participating in another collaboration like this, where again, I was invited to do it, um, which I, I appreciate people who put this together so that I can just jump on the bandwagon and yeah, I'll participate. Right. Um, but it is, it's a little bit different. It's, um, passport to quilting. It's coming along in a little bit, but I appreciate that it's a little outside the box. I think it's, it's like, i I like to think of these collaborations as kind of like a party. And if once you go to so many birthday parties, you're like, oh, another pin the tail on the donkey, you know, but then they have a party at a bouncy house. You're like, oh, this is a new kind of party, you know, so right. like offering something a little bit different, thinking outside the box a little bit, you know, um, I don't know exactly what that would look like, but hey, if you can come up with something a little outside and with long arming, has anyone done like a collaboration of long arm quilters? 
no. Hmm. I don't know what that would look like, but either, but I have to think about that. Yes, do. So, okay. How do you decide who to invite to collaborate with? Now you weren't the one putting this together, but if you were, how would you invite people? Um, you of course have the people you follow. Um, you have your group, even, even since your course, you have your group of, of ladies and gentlemen who you know, and you know their style, and you know if it would jive with yours or not. Um, I think if I did it moving forward, that's probably how I would work it, is to, yeah. just to reach out to those that I know. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm still in touch with my small study group from your course. Um, we still meet on a monthly basis, which is nice. And then I also have this other small group that I did the collab with. And of course, you build relationships with the, with the people you work with. Um, and they're also wonderful. And I have to tell you, I joined, so I, I've been quilting for 25 years, but I didn't really have this type of um, quilting community until I joined Instagram. And, yeah. and then your course on top of it, just, I feel like I have quilty friends now and I never really did before, aside from my, from my family, you know? Right. Okay. I'm so glad you said that. Cause honestly, I was like, I don't hang out with people a ton but I've got my Instagram friends. I feel like such a nerd when I say that, but I do <laughs> but too. So maybe we're in a safe place here. <laughs> but no, I feel that way. So you would reach out to friends and then people who you follow, who you like their look and their work. And you feel like that would vibe well together. Yeah. Yep. And then from what you said before, people who would agree to, the promotional aspect of it. Like it. Yes. Yeah. That would probably be the first discussion is, are you willing to do this? Cause this is what it takes. Yeah. 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 So do you plan to do another opt-in collaboration? I would love to, I would love to, I found it to be a lot of fun. Um, it was nice working with other quilters and it's just fun meeting new quilters that are on Instagram that are following along with the collaboration that you're doing. Um, I feel like you can learn from everyone, whether they're a new quilter or an old quilter. So I think it's great to get to know people and to get new quilting out there. I love it. You know, what would be a fun idea? And I don't know if this would be so much collaboration as like a big giveaway, but if you were to team up with I'm thinking the process of a quilt to go through and for one day for the process, one person gives something away. So first you need the fabric. So you could team up with a fabric shop where they give away a bundle that goes along with the next day is a pattern. You team up with a quilt pattern designer and they give away that pattern for free for one day. And then the next day comes the batting or I don't know, thread and then the long arm and you give away the free long arm to one person. And so they go through, they get everything they need to make a quilt for free but in order to qualify, they have to opt in to these things. So that right. could be, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a long arm. There's gotta be, I know there are creative ways to do different long arm opt-in, but. Yeah, I am. Um, well, with my patterns, I am offering a discount for anyone who does make my patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I released a free pattern in January and um, I did put, put that in there. If you send it to me, you'll get this discount for long arming. Um, so it not only, I not only get to see something that was made from my pattern by someone else, but I get to do long arming for them too. So it's like a, 
a double whammy of, of lots of fun and goodness. That's awesome. That is so smart. I love that idea. So, okay. And then your new pattern, do you plan to do that with all of your patterns? I do. Yes. That yeah. is so smart. And then you can recommend too, like this pattern looks really good with this, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, my husband gets so confused. Are you talking about fabric pattern, quilting pattern, like right. the pattern, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So if you had, I mean, we've talked about a ton, but is there any last advice that you have for somebody who is thinking of doing a collaboration like this? Don't be shy. Jump in. If somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, do you want to do this? Say yes, because you're going to make new friends and you're going to have a lot of fun and you might learn something new. I love it. So go outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Push yourself. Absolutely. I love that so much. Well, I'm so glad that you reached out to me and told me about this. And as an alumni, seeing your success and the things you're doing, I'm like, absolutely, let's come and share about this idea and talk about the success of doing these because they really are successful. Like it really Really are. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. I hope to see another collaboration that you do. So yes, I would love that. It's going to happen, Elizabeth. It's going to happen. Yes. So for our listeners, if they want to find you, where, where can they find you? I am at longarm.quilter on Instagram and my website is longarmquilter.net. Awesome. Okay. Which I did go and look at earlier. You've got some beautiful things on there. So be sure to go take a look everybody. And thank you again for being here, Cindy. It was great. Oh, real quick before we go. Any relation to Tommy Hilfiger? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, very long distance, though. Like, oh, I his... feel like I've asked you this before. <laughs> you did. Our first meeting during the course, you did ask me. That is um, a memory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually have, my grandmother was big into genealogy, and I actually have her, a, a letter that she wrote to Tommy's father asking what his relations were, and we have the same three times great-grandfather. Okay. So three great-grandfathers ago, um, we share the thing. So yeah, very long distance. I've never met him, but maybe I could design like a quilted coat for him sometime. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Hey, you may as well try. He'll be like, wait, what's that last name? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Cindy. Thanks for having me, Elizabeth. I appreciate it. Cindy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I loved chatting with you. I love your willingness to share and just be open with the things that are working and viewing this as all, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, that we can all benefit and grow and that there is room enough for everyone. And I absolutely love the ideas that we talked about with collaboration. Like really, the more you collaborate with other people, the more success you'll have. That's just it is what it is. Like people ask, how do I grow my audience? How do I get more customers? Collaboration. It's just, it is the cheapest and easiest way to grow your audience. So thank you so much, Cindy, for being here, for being an alumni, being a part of the Quilters Candy community and being here on the Craft Career Podcast. And next Friday, I have another guest on the podcast. Her name is Molly Kaiser. And if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that I just recently uh, talked with her and she's like my new business bestie. I had so much fun. I'm excited to listen to this episode again because I'm excited to hear if you can sense my giddiness and my 
pure excitement as I was chatting with her. So she and I are, we have more conversations in the future to come, whether it's on the podcast or not. So I cannot wait with you to meet Molly and glean all that you can from her. Uh, So we'll see you right here next Friday on the Crafty Career Podcast. Until then, have a lovely week. Mm -hmm.